0: right you geeks welcome into the echo screen the official podcast of the clan of the gray wolf and only five minutes late Woo! i am your host the commodore
1: yeah, you're not getting it sorry
0: damn it <laughs> it's been like three shows since you ding ding me anyway I'm, I'm
1: making you work for it earn it I, yeah okay all right fine
0: i'll, I'll take that we'll, we'll sign off <laughs> the show with it uh and with me is rue who is uh a little hesitant to give me my props. So, Rue, I'm not going to give you any of yours.
1: Uh, let's see. What are we talking about tonight? Are we talking about anything important? <clears throat> tonight, we're going to talk, we're going to bring you back to a time when YTMNDs ruled the earth. Oh. And a man named Captain Picard showed us what it was to love. Circa, like, 2003, maybe? Five-ish. Okay. <laughs> so, what? sing with me, won't you? The Picard song. Captain <laughs> Okay, that's it. I just it's, it's, had to it's get amazing. it out of my head. Yeah, it's
0: amazing that uh, that any of that is still around. Um, I I wouldn't have believed it actually. I I, <laughs> I, actually, I can believe it. I think about three weeks ago, um, I was wondering if YTMND was even still around, and I checked the website. It's still there. Apparently, it is. Everything that was ever published is still there. Just getting a lot fewer hits these days <laughs> because of things like uh, reaction
1: uh, um, gifs over at uh, Reddit. Yes. If you've never been to YTMND, you need to brush up on your internet history and just look it up. That's all. And look up internet law. You're the man now, dog. Uh, look at that. People in the in the chat are giving you your dings. See? See? These people know me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, yeah. We actually aren't going to just talk about YTMND. We have, Although we have vacillated we talk- too, for too long.
0: Yeah, but no, YTMND is a good topic. Maybe sometime we should talk about it. It's it's an intricate part of internet history. The old
1: actually that should be a, the next episode. The old internet. The
0: old yeah. The old, West. the old We should just actually no, we should actually make a multi part series called oh, The, the old. old Internet. And then we just have, talk about one thing. We'll talk about like yes. CompuServe or something like that. Oh god. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> um we will we will critique uh, you know, old uh, online instructional videos It'll be hilarious uh, But that's not what we're doing tonight What we are doing tonight, uh, you know unless you folks look at the, the title uh, in, in the chat Those of you that are joining with us The games that are art And saying, hey, wait a minute You jerks already talked about video games as art Yes, we did Yes, we did I don't remember what we decided I think we said no Games are not art Screw you Okay, so that, if that was what we decided, then we, maybe not. You know, that was there. Anyway, I don't remember. You want to make something of it?
1: <laughs> Go ahead, we'll fight. Well, regardless, well, it's a little bit a little bit different in the actual it's, scope it's of the different. topic.
0: Yeah. Well, you
1: know, and, and and this
0: and this is interesting. So I, I I say at at the end of almost every program, folks, all you have to do if you <laughs> to, like turn to, to the abyss of your lives <laughs> before before I before I banish people back to the 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 silent abyss that is their lives. Um, I, I, I always makes I always say hey listen folks If you want to make a suggestion for the show All you gotta do Is um, tweet at us Let us know what's going down So we actually had that happen this week And I thought it was such a good uh, Kind of suggestion for a topic <clears throat> That it is slightly different than the Games is our conversation mm-hmm. And it actually
1: originates <clears throat> from a school
0: Project For one of our followers
1: Yes from uh, so. a a B stern Hold on, no, that's that's too obvious. A Brod, too obvious. brody s,
0: ah, yes, there we go. That's
1: who, no, no one will know that. No, we're too clever. Uh, yes. Who basically gave us the idea of talking about uh, not just addressing the idea of video games as art, but uh, specifically what do we think? Some of the best examples are of of uh, video games as art. Answering a few specific questions, we'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah, uh, and I got to tell you, right, we'll now, save something for the. We are du jour. going to
0: help. Brody S with his, uh, with his Project and we would help you With your school projects if you would only but ask Yeah that's, we're not if doing we anything think else If we think it's pertinent If not then we're <laughs> going to ignore you uh, Anyway as, as any of you know that is the topic du jour Those of you that are, that are familiar with the program Will probably recognize at that point That there are three parts of the program and not just the topic du jour First we begin With the TNB The news and notes tis and bits uh, you get the picture. We'll talk about a couple things we think you need to know about. Then comes the topic du jour, and then comes the question and answer portion of the program. How does that work, you ask? Well, simple. How, how does that work? Thanks for asking. How does it work? I'm super, thanks Rath Thank you for asking. The, uh, the question and answer portion of the program says, or, or dictates, that you guys can ask questions, and if they are good questions, we will actually answer them live mm-hmm. on the air. But how does one answer a question you might be asking?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. How do I ask a question? Oh, there you go. Uh, uh,
0: This show is going (laughs) off flawlessly to this point. As always. Flawlessly. Let's be honest. Um, There are two ways that you can ask questions. All you have to do um, is either tweet over, you know, over my direction at it's the Commodore on Twitter. Tweet me your questions there. Uh, actually we got a couple questions in and or if you're following us in the chat all you have to do is uh, click on my name Commodore128 in the chat and send me a private message with your question but don't worry folks you don't have to just ask questions about the topic du jour you can ask us questions about just about anything so um, again can't promise you we'll answer it but I will promise we'll try so ask those questions <laughs> that's
1: all you're getting That's all you're getting, because I am really tired. So, So. (laughs) So. I have no idea. Babies don't make you tired at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, news and notes. What you got? The
0: tits and bits. So, I thought today... Tits and bits, sorry. We would have to talk about... uh, This is obvious, really. I mean, if you're thinking about it, uh, for the last few weeks, anybody following anything on the internet or anything to do with movies is going to know about a certain release... That we're gonna have to cover here on this very program, Whiplash two, Electric Boogaloo. I was actually, talking about Paul Blart Mall Cop two, Paul Bart, Mall Pa blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't seen that? No. When's it coming uh, out? Is it's it's even more fun to say with with mouthful of marbles. Blah 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 <laughs> pa, blah 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 <laughs> uh, blah. I'm actually not talking about either of those things. I'm talking about the new, the second trailer. For the new Star Wars movie,
1: oh that thing!
0: Yeah, that, that thing. <clears throat> we got to talk about that. So let's. That was uh, pretty let's, awesome. Let's, let's, why don't we chat a little bit about that, Rue? What was your What were your impressions? And try not to Matthew McConaughey it for me. Just tell me what what you thought of. I don't even know what that, that means. You know, you, you don't even, dude. You're you're even you're even in the out of the loop. Reddit, subreddit, aren't you?
1: Yeah, but apparently I'm so out I missed that question. Wow. What? Wait okay first before we move on, what is Matthew McConaughey is that like okay. where you so so uh so you Texas it very 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 soon
0: after the trailer was released someone released a video that spliced in part of interstellar that has Matthew McConaughey watching wow. a video on the screen so Matthew McConaughey watches the Star Wars trailer and loses Uh-oh. his shit emotionally it is it's 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 quite entertaining I would highly recommend
1: it I think the best reaction video I've seen to anything Star Wars related Was the Red Letter Media reacts to the first <laughs> Star Wars trailer That was, yes, that was fantastic Weaving at that I love Star Wars um, <clears throat> Okay, okay Wow, we're so off topic Okay uh, not, this,
0: is, this is the topic, this is topical It's, it's the T&B These th- are our topics
1: I think I mentioned when, they, when Disney first bought Lucasfilm They, they said they were going to be making new Star Wars movies I was like, yes. eh Okay, yeah. I reserve judgment, and I reserve hype. Yes, because I've been burned before here. Let's see yeah. what happens. Take your hype and. <clears throat> yeah. I'm. I'm officially pretty excited by this point. You have you have crashed star destroyers. You've got some some continuation of the Skywalker line through apparently a daughter, mm-hmm. uh, or something. Looks pretty good, and I'm not gonna lie. At the very end. I think most everyone's probably seen it by now. At the very end, where uh, you got Han Solo there in the Millennium Falcon saying, Chewie, we were home. A little, little bit of tingles there.
0: Yeah, that was good. That was that good was stuff. Good I'm ex- I, officially I excited. Also, I also got a few tingles thinking of Harrison Ford <laughs> right after that breaking his ankle walking off the Millennium Falcon.
1: <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> anyway. I'm more excited for Pool Party Ball Cup, too. <laughs> but Star Wars <laughs> yes. will have to do. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, God!
0: It's been a, it's been a hell of a week, folks, and it's only Wednesday. Anyway, um, so I, I I agree with you. I agree with everything you said because for me, I was very skeptical and reserving judgment. And uh, the first trailer was meh. It just kind of showed you some pictures. Um, man, I really did like this trailer. I thought it was great. I thought it set up a lot of really cool stuff. Um, my favorite shot. Is the first one where you see the speeder kind of going along and then like you said, there's a Star Destroyer crashed in the middle of the desert,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, which just looms massively in the background. Um, You know, that to me was sensational because you see that this is kind of a to me, this movie is kind of about the what next? Like, so so what do you do now? Like your little stupid rebellion was successful. Now, what do you do? Right,
1: so this is basically um, like Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. Exactly, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I, you know, oh the, the rebellion <clears throat> one, and you took so over. So this movie now is going to be
1: do? like three hours of them wandering around, trying to figure out how to get people to like them with booze. Oh, okay. In that case, actually, it's a Disney movie. They, I don't think they could probably and use dragons. That. Yeah. Um, <clears <and> <clears <throat> the other thing um, I noticed is that Paul or Paul Blart guy didn't. Blart, blue blue. Mark Hamill is really good with his voice. He is able to sound young during that voiceover. That's that's exciting to me. I mean, he is obviously an accomplished voice actor by this point. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he he really sounded like Luke Skywalker. I mean, his, shut his up. Voice has makes eaten. sense. Yeah, he but he... Exactly. Well, he's dead. like... <clears throat> he's 30... 32 years after Return of the Jedi came out, and he sounds yeah. just exactly the same in this trailer. So that's... That's some good stuff. So
0: it is cool. It'd be interesting to see if that's how they kind of this
1: kind of <coughs> character going. I mean, I,
0: I thought it would have been neat to I guess that, that would that's a good challenge for Mark Hamill because 'cause I'm not sure what you know how much of a great actor he is, but he is a tremendous voice actor. You know, maybe uh, that, that uh, keeps voice it acting's a real act a real fact. Oh no, no, I, I I completely agree with that. I completely agree with um, that. What I'm saying is that he's not necessarily a great actor. Quick
1: hit. What do you think? Did you see the uh, new Batman versus Superman or Batman vs Superman? I have not. Really? Seen no. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah, put it this way. I still reserve hype on that one. Okay, so that that one's that one's not that one doesn't have the same d- kind of didn't set my, my world account. on fire like the the Star Wars one, but I, I'm still of interest. It's, I still find it of interest. All right. So yeah. anyway, I, I I think we both reacted positively oh to the new God. Star Wars trailer. Is is Mark Hamill really as old now as Alec Guinness was in the first Star Wars? No. The Human Torch has excellent credit. Um, maybe? There's no way. All right. More news and notes. <clears throat> so Google has announced a new a, a phone network plan service um, called Google Fi. Uh, called Google Fi, which, by the way, I found out if you type in Google.Fi, <laughs> that takes you to Google Fin version of Google, <laughs> yes, which is not what you probably want. No, if, but that would be, that could be pretty <clears> cool <throat> too. But if you type in phi fi. fi, then you'll go to f- find this. But anyway, I don't know if you've looked this up at all. Uh, but basically, they're in some sort of partnership with lots of different, uh, uh, you know, service providers and hardware providers and things. Blah 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 blah. Um. So so the imp blah 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 blah. Two. So the the nuts and bolts is uh, basically you have $20 a month for unlimited talk and text and Sorry. Yes.
0: I, I just I pay way too much attention to the chat because they're they're killing the Paul Bard for me right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> I can't even pay attention to what you're saying because how good the chat is right see, now. Anyway, keep going. See, see this, is, this is a problem.
1: This people a problem. listening to us on our podcast on I just, I, I, I iTunes and and Android and Stitcher. This is what you're missing. You gotta come into a I don't, I don't to actually slide. want to, to host the show. I just want to sit here and watch the chat. Can I just do that? No.
2: Mm-hmm
1: the end okay well
0: that was short-lived
1: <clears throat> so twenty dollars for unlimited talk and text uh, and then ten dollars for each gigabyte of data that you want to add to the plan okay so uh, which is sounds kind of frankly on, on data plans right now uh, from like <clears throat> between AT&T T-Mobile actually has better better prices if not a better network Um but the thing is, the, the tricky things, is tricky or not tricky, but <clears throat> the nice things are, like, for example, it will pay you back for the data you do not use. So for every tenth of a gigabyte you do not use on your plan, they will pay you back. They'll take a dollar off your bill. Right. So that's kind of neat. That's nice. Um... It's not like rollover either. Like they actually pay you. They actually pay you, right? Yeah. There's and, no like limitation. Uh, <clears throat> the other want-want bit of this news is that it's exclusive to owners of the Nexus Six. So want Sorry. Anyway, but, it, I, this I, doesn't I, seem I like a this doesn't seem to be a a a knock out of the park. Oh my God! I need to have this like Google Fiber seems to be, but it's mm. um it's interesting. I, I'm not going to begrudge Google for getting into no, another uh, industry and hoping to shape. How it is evolving?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I they seem to do that quite a bit, don't they? Um, I, I, you know, I, my my thought is that th- there are some other cool things that they have planned for this idea that hasn't really come into play too much yet, like the idea of kind of um, merging the Hangouts concept with a hard phone number instead of just kind of your your email address or your Google address, let's say, um, that's an interesting idea, right? Being able to kind of run everything over wifi, um, you know, through hangouts or whatnot. Um, obviously the video chat option being more ubiquitous from, you know, uh, their competition with, uh, Apple face or face, Apple, or <laughs> face, face, Apple time, Apple face, um, <laughs> Apple face. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I, I'm interested in, in the extensions that they're putting on, on, on to the, the concept of the Google phone and not just necessarily the service itself because um, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a long time, me personally, since I've seen a phone bill, so I don't really care. But I think it's cool that, you know, that, that people are trying to innovate in this space. I think I, the, the thing that I, that I think is interesting about this is that it's pushing back against the service providers
1: exactly and that's that's let's face it that's the reason google fiber exists too it's not mm. it's not necessary, and, and they've been successful at least everywhere that google fiber at least threatens to invade yes. uh the service providers the isps in those areas step up their game uh, right to compete and that's what google's going for they're trying to get some competition that doesn't squelch uh the internet which is their bread and butter basically so right <laughs> um one note to close this out. Apparently, we have someone from Finland uh, watching us right now live, and it's like 4 a.m. there. So thank you. And that's they, good. You must be good. already familiar with Google Fi. Google yeah. Google So, <laughs> Google.fi. You're, so you're, And today, you're more from the Checked out uh, Google <laughs> than have ever done so previously. Yeah. So you're you're in the you're from the future. So please let us know how the phone service works. I like it. Um, okay, last thing. I think we had one last uh, tit and or bit. Did you want to uh, hit it? Yes. Uh, this
0: was rumored for a while, <laughs> but it is now official. Netflix is bringing back Full House.
1: Fuller House. I think. Do the Actually, calling it.
2: Do do <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So.
0: So. <clears throat> so yeah. I mean, I, interesting. I, who knows? Who knows how choice. this could go? Yeah. This could. This could go. You know. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited to see what Kimmy Gibbler looks like as an adult. That's what you're excited about. Well, I mean, I'm excited because I, I didn't. I wasn't sure if she'd even survived. You know, like this well, is well, not in like the, she is a crack addict or what? Yeah. Exactly. Like like you can't you can't do a where 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 are they now and find Kimmy Gibbler. Because my guess is she's probably just an anonymous person somewhere and every once in a while people look at her and they go, oh, where, are you Kimmy Gibbler from that show Full House? You mean Andrea and yeah. Barber? Whatever her name was.
1: You know what's... You, just had to, you just had to Google.fi that, didn't you? <laughs> I should Google.fi that. If you put in Kibbley, Kib... Kibbley Gibbler. <laughs> Malkop too. <laughs> <Mul-cop> too. <laughs> <laughs> if you look up Kim if you look up Kimmy Gibbler on Google, the first things it fills out is Kimmy Gibbler died, Kimmy Di- Gibbler dead. What happened to Kimmy Gibbler and Kimmy Gibbler Bob Saget? So it's the character and then I, the actor. And- <laughs> like they're ha- <laughs> like the character and the actor had a an affair or something apparently.
0: See, but here but this is this is what's crazy. Like I'm not the only one. The first thing I think of is that Kimmy Gibbler should be
1: dead. <laughs> I mean, like this, though. I don't know why that's the first thought that came to my mind, but Kimmy Gibbler had All to right. be dead. Here is a more recent photo. I'm I'm covering you and the chat with her no. photo right here. She actually looks pretty good for being dead.
0: That's pretty good. Now, wait a minute. You said something about an affair with Bob Saget? Oh, yeah. That's not. That's not, that's not, a, that's not important. Um, that's not. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, I mean, I... I think, you know, what would be great is if they never had Michelle on the show. Like, they just cut out the Michelle character completely and didn't ever say a word about her and ran the entire program. <laughs> she
1: never existed.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, wouldn't that be funny? Like, like, she, like, like everyone she was just wonders, uh, what the hell happened to Michelle?
1: And like, no one says a word. Like, she was the cousin on Happy Days or something that went upstairs <laughs> one day and never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, she's gone. We don't know what happened to her. Um, anyway. She, she went out and hid in the boat. The actual... The boat, and then what we can find her. You never saw
0: that episode. She hid she in the boat.
1: Out, she goes out. She hides in the boat. And then Jesse and the Rippers take the boat out for <laughs> a binge drinking session, <laughs> and then a horrible hurricane happens upon them, and they all die. <laughs> that would be a great way to start the series. Of yeah,
0: House. start off with a bang. You, you got to create waves when you when you start off a, a series like this.
1: Um. Anyway. So, so uh, I think the actual, and I, I was trying to find a, a summary, I read it yesterday, but I think the new show centers around uh, Candace Cameron's character, DJ, who gets married, has two kids, and is pregnant, or just had a third kid, and as is tradition in the Tanner family, her significant other dies, and uh, she, her sister and Kimmy Gibbler both move in with her. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Uh and I guess Kimmy Gibbler is also a single mom. And they they get a little gay? They get well. well <laughs> yes. Because if there's if there's anything that super Christian Cam- Candace Cameron wants, it's some lesbian action. <laughs> in, turbo. She's a turbo Christian in her TV. Yep. Uh and but anyway, and the, uh what's his name? Not Jesse Catalis. Uh Just <laughs> John Stamos. John Stamos. It's like yes,
2: you thought
0: of his name first. That's he's, awesome.
1: He's his he's, character name first. He's apparently producing and also uh guest starring. Uh they're talking to like everyone from the original cast about coming. Jesse Kitsopoulos is so.
0: producing and starring in the show. <laughs> yes. Jesse well, and the Rippers will be the official band for the for the theme song.
1: And I think I think we're both in agreement that this show needs some Joey Gladstone. Yes. Cut it out.
0: Um and five bucks says Lori Loughlin is a hideous creature of the night. Why
1: days. are you so such a horrible person? You're, I just don't think it's true. You want I, all, I the, would, women, she all was, the women, all the women in listen, this show to be dead? One of those,
0: listen, cracked out. She, she's one of those people that was just way too pretty, way too young. You know, the first time I saw Lori Loughlin, she was in a
1: movie called Rad. Not without my baby. Bmxing.
0: Not <laughs> without, without my Bmx baby
1: from Lifetime. She was in some <laughs> Lifetime movies. She did stuff. I thought it was called Rad. She's somebody, and she deserves some respect. That's right. She's smart.
0: Anyway. She's wicked smart. <laughs> um, and I love how JSC announces that mm-hmm. this show has gone off the rails. We knew that. Why are you? Ta- are you? Are you saying anything to anybody? The merit there. Maybe. We knew it. Um, and by the way, if they do bring back the Urkels. the Urkels? all over it. Yeah. Wait. What's... No, they should. They need. They need to make a show called the Urkles. Which is Family Matters 2, the Urkels.
1: Oh, good God. Please don't give them that idea. I think it's a great idea.
0: Stefan Urkel becomes a permanent (laughs) fixture.
1: I have no idea how that
0: show even ended. I don't even... Did it end?
1: It Um, lives on in our hearts. Actually, you know how it ended?
0: (laughs) No. Steve Urkel became Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's no
1: good. And that's new Uh the, other, the only other thing... Can we I'm, move on? <laughs> no, we need, Welcome to our Fuller House podcast hour. <laughs> Here's some Full House facts for you that I just found. like literally found out about 20 minutes. Gibby Gimler. Gibby Gimler. I'll cop too. I'll save you, Gibby. Um, apparently, there were two... Bo- two Bob Sagets. There were two Danny Tanners. There was no, one... There, there was a different one for the pilot named John Posey.
0: Huh. What's old John Posey doing these days?
1: Let's find out. I
0: bet he's in commercials.
1: John Posey. Wow, you are mean. Why is that mean? Uh, He was in RoboCop 3. See? He is a graduate of the University of Florida. Go Gators. <clears throat> <clears throat> he was in Manhunter. Yeah. Legendary.
0: No.
1: Uh, NCIS Los Angeles, where he played... Uh-huh army Ed general keys <laughs> teen wolf the tv series oh there you go so he does okay. stuff too why are you so i'm not down on
0: anybody <sighs> i'm hoping they get bob saget to come back because bob saget is an american treasure <laughs> um all right yeah now we're gonna move on yes now we can I'm, move on i'm done i'm, I'm done g- with the full house hour
1: i am full housed out
0: I am Fuller-housed out. Um, (laughs) All right, so uh, how how do you transition from all that to conversation about? We should just do a a (laughs) get-out-your-nostalgia-for-old-TV-hour show. I should be writing all these down. Anyway, folks, we're going to talk to you tonight about, uh, as we alluded to previously in the show, Um, we're helping somebody do some homework. I mean that's that's the long and the short of it, isn't that isn't that isn't that really what we're doing yep. here? Good old B Stern. Yes. Good old B uh asked us to help because he was doing a, a project. And I have to say, the email was incredibly articulate, by the way. So I I think this is gonna be he's gonna do a bang up job with or without us. That's just a prediction. Uh
1: yes. So uh let's take uh he sent us an email and um let, let's, let's go by his questions one by one. <clears throat> yeah, let's do this. Let's do uh, this. We're he, helping you with your homework. <laughs> and please, people That's, in the... That should have been the name of the show. In the chat. Yeah. <laughs> we we help you with our homework, the show. Yeah. Um, people in the chat, R- please feel free to uh, give your answers as well. Planet of the Grey Wolf. Uh, first question. Name one or more games that best demonstrate video games as an art form that evokes emotion and feeling without... Getting into characters or story. Focusing on design, art style, music, environment, and or immersion. Go. So, without going into characters, and what was the other thing you said? Oh, narrative. Well, yeah, Character basically, narrative. Not, without talking about narr- characters or story. Okay. What uh, are some video games that best to demonstrate video games as an art form? Yeah, I mean, I can think of a few... Um... I would say some of the
0: games that as an art form that kind of sh- just you look at it you know it's different right something like a um uh like a uh, some of those uh, uh adventure games the lucas some of the lucas arts adventure games okay interesting because it wasn't necessarily about the characters per se but they had a different look and feel to them um where they were very highly stylized they were not supposed to be hyper realistic they were very much kind of Surreal in some ways, um, where they have caricatures, but they they were only supposed to be caricatures. They were never supposed to be kind of you know, um, they were just supposed to be evocative of people, not actual representations of people. Um, And I think every, uh, I'll give you a Monkey Island would be my example. Okay. Oh, okay, that's an interesting one. So, so without focusing on narrative. Yeah, because, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's very funny. I mean, that's, that, that, that goes without saying. But you, you know, just from looking at the art style and just from a few clicks that are more about the, the mechanics and more about how the game works, that gives you that kind of whimsical feel but also is evocative of, you know, uh, of, of a lot of different emotions um, in regard to, you know, the, the game itself. It's not necessarily about the characters. It's not necessarily about the story. The story is great characters are really cool too but I think you, you just you you walk into that game seeing a, a very different kind of art style and it kind of immerses you in that world and I think that evokes emotion and that evokes immersion better than than um, than just characters in story
1: interesting okay um First up, uh, before, before I give my answer, I wanted to kind of note that the whole video games as art thing, which was brought up by Roger, not brought up by Roger Ebert, but perhaps most famously challenged by Roger Ebert. Uh, I, we're, we're obviously coming this from the uh, position that video games are art, or at least as much art as uh, movies, television, literature. Uh, sure. You know, all things that, okay, literature has probably been considered art for a very long time, but movies and TV Whoa. for the most part, had to had to struggle to be yes. to be seen as such.
0: I would say that, that um, video even, games are an artistic medium. Not necessarily that all yes. productions are art. Exactly.
1: That, exactly. Is that it is an artistic it can is artistic medium and some is obviously more uh, more artistic than others uh, for lack of a better term. I would even argue that many people in the West, at least, did not see uh, television as art until roughly a decade or so ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, it Um, it took a lot of very big changes.
1: We're kind of in a golden age right now with with things such as Battlestar Galactica, uh, uh, Breaking Bad, you know, these shows... The Sopranos, these mega shows that are not just popular, but are rather artistic in how they depict... um, these the struggles of their main characters. So yes. so anyway, that's where we're coming from, and and we're now arguing this obviously for video games, with specific games. And yes, what I have to bring up as as an example of a game that is uh, artistic, not but without focusing on characters or story, is um, and instead design is perhaps the most obvious example, which is Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which. If you have not played, you really should. Uh, I think there are some HD collections out there uh, on PlayStation 2. Or, at least, or there was in Japan. You can at least find old copies or download it or something like that. It was originally on, on PlayStation 2. Yep. Uh, the story as it is, there, there isn't so much of a story. Uh, basically, you you are a person in a, in a kind of an expansive world. There's a central hub castle thing. And your, your love is asleep or, or under a, a curse or some such. Excuse me. And what you need to do to wake her up is defeat these colossi. I think that's the correct way to put it. Uh, go to different portions of the map and find a way to kill them in, in kind of a puzzle-like manner. Right. Uh, so I've played this game. I, I haven't beaten it. Uh, I, I'm a terrible person. I need to go back and do this. But <clears throat> the art style is very evocative of of um a depth to the world it's uh it's something you it's not just as easy as i mean <laughs> frankly it's it's a similar kind of I there's less to this game gameplay wise in many ways than a Mega Man game where mm-hmm. you have a hub and you have to beat various bosses you know yes. because in know in a Mega Man game you also have to go through a stage with other enemies there really aren't any other enemies there's just the colossi right um but this uh, is a lot more meaningful than any sort of Mega Man game in sort of a touching manner because you have to find them out these these natural... They, there's a very natural feel to the Colossi, These gentle giants, so to speak, that once you start attacking them, yeah, they're going to get pissed. They're going to try to squish you. And you have to find a way to climb around them uh, to to defeat them and to bring them down. In a ma- yeah. And with the, the combination of the music and the feel, there's like... There's no... Um, dialogue, I believe, in the game to speak of. Nope. So it's just by showing and not telling that you're you're you you know that you have to kill these colossi and bring them down. And once each one comes down, yep. uh, almost universally, people say that they feel. I mean, it's their goal in this video game to beat them, but it's a sense of loss. There's a sense of. Doing something regretful by bringing down these giants, uh, who really aren't doing anything actively to hurt you. Mm-hmm. They're just part of your goal to to, to achieve what you want. Um, it's just yeah, that's an amazing cool, game. Shadow, You, you, you got a process.
0: Is <clears throat> that it's it's where I thought you were going to go initially was the idea of just the experience of being so small. mm-hmm and having such a monumental task at hand right Mm -hmm. because that's that is without even accomplishing the goal without following a narrative path and without really necessarily trying to follow any kind of a storyline other than here's something huge coming at you what i what i like about shadow of the colossus is that you are the the game has has a great sense of scale to it where you're really really small Mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. these things in front of you are really really big
1: yep a subset of emotions sorry say that last it's,
0: part again oh i say it's 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 evocative of a subset of emotions because you're so small and what you're looking at is so big so it, it puts you in kind of proper context
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that, that i mean there there are emotions are tied to 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 being that kind of david and goliath feeling and that's without doing any kind of narrative Exploration, or you know, any kind of character development. Um, did you have another one for this particular question before we move on? Yeah, I mean, a couple people said said some really really good ones, and and I was thinking through some of them. The one that I would probably like to mention is
1: Okami. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have that, and I haven't played it, and I know I need to before you yeah, all I mean, get on. Me.
0: I, I played it minimally, but it, but it's it's one of those games where um, you. Where the experience of the game itself is just as important, at, mm-hmm. maybe even more important, than the narrative, than the dialogue, uh, than who you actually are. Although who you are is important in Okami. Um, b- but it's, 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 it's such a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. It is so artistically different than so many games that you would see out there. It's, it's just incredibly different that uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to compare. In many ways, people compared Okami to Zelda. I think that's fair, both fair and unfair in certain ways. But there's one thing that's for sure, in terms of artistic styling, and in terms of what you get out of just looking at the game itself, you don't need to have a great experience with the narrative, and you don't have to have great experience necessarily with the characters in order to be emotionally moved by it. Um, which I, I think is the question.
1: I agree uh one more that i want to hit on before we go into the next question which actually talks about games as storytelling devices <clears throat> which uh i think you could argue uh but is braid um which is a game by Jonathan Blow that came out um oh man 7 years ago or so yeah uh and there is a storyline kind of that really makes no damn sense except for maybe at the very end when there's an amazing twist that kind of brings everything together and makes you, makes your mind explode. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's really no, there's no real story beyond you are a guy who is trying to find his, his girlfriend. Uh, but beyond that, the, just the combination of music, which is gorgeous and the art artistic style of the background and, uh, and the mechanics, which change from world to world, so to speak, and there's a time we have talked about this game before. Mm-hmm. There's a time control mechanic that changes. Your Tim is the name of the, the hero. You, his powers change. Like in one world, uh, he can speed up time or back it up, and sometimes in the next one he'll freeze it, or sometimes he can loop it, or something like that. You know, make make copies. Anyway, um, though, but it's very inherent. You know, it, you learn, you pick up on those different powers quickly. Mm-hmm. And just that combination is is uh, makes for a beautiful game um, in many yeah. manner, many ways. Yeah, I, I think
0: Braid's a great example because I think Braid, you know, is is wrapped up as well because you, there are puzzle elements to every level.
1: Oh, Of course, it, it is and, a puzzle. is a puzzle platformer.
0: Well, what I mean is there is an actual physical puzzle to put together.
1: <clears throat> oh well, right? yeah, so there's that
0: too. You actually physically put a puzzle together with different pieces, and those different puzzle pieces give you a glimpse uh at at a particularly emotional scene of some kind mm-hmm. right and uh, again I, I think perfectly you're not when you, when you look at one of those images you're not really learning much about tim you're not really learning much about a character in fact i don't think they really spend much time about tim at all right? they really because don't it's it's very clear that braid is trying to put you kind of in the role of tim and get you to kind of explore some of the emotional things that have happened to you in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, how many games do you know that are 2D platformers uh, have that kind of evocative style and have that kind of immersion to tell that kind of a story? Very few. Um, and I think, you know, I think Braid's an excellent example because it, it, it's, it diverges... From the standard kind of, you know, here's Mario, he jumps over things, and he's cute, and the controls are good, right? And, I mean, because Nintendo wrote the book on 2D platformers, mm-hmm. but, um, but Braid messes with that formula in all of the best ways possible. And I think probably, you know, inspired Nintendo to do a lot of the cool things they've done with their, with their platformers of late as well. Yes.
1: Good old Tim the Toolman Taylor, the protagonist of Braid. Um, yes. <clears throat> I, I'm also going to give a, even though I don't like the game, I'm going to give a special mention to Mist, The Mist, yeah. the Mist trilogy actually. Talk about a game that really throws you in with no damn story. Absolutely. Uh, and just paints the picture of this world that is uh, explorable and you have to find you know, you just, you just, just go. You have to find your way through. Um, and kind of immerses you. It's a good example of that. I find it frustrating as hell, but I think Mist, that's that's a Mist good. This exactly that, and it's, but it, kinda, it, it's a very artistic game
0: in that way. It is, and and you know, take the FMV and all that other kind of stuff out of it. You don't even need that. I think there's there's a certain element to it of, you know, the story is emergent, um, so it's it's unimportant. It's more about you know, look at this lush landscape. How did they do this? You know, what's going on here? And there is—it's—it's it's all beautiful and wonderful, but something is horribly, horribly awry. There is this sense playing playing uh, mist of kind of dread. That—that's true. Very something much. scary has happened here, or something is not quite right, and you can't really put your finger on it. And that has nothing to do with the narrative, and it has nothing to do with the character. It's—it's all just kind of a part of the universe, and that is really <laughs> tough to do. But Miss does. Uh, by a side note, there's a whole series of games on. Um, uh, Android and and iPhone, that you can actually uh, play mist type games, um, where you you know kind of play through those kinds of scenes, and it's actually quite fun. I I you know it's it's kind of mindless you know just well not really mindless because you have to solve puzzles and stuff. But um, I recently did there was like a free Amazon app of the day, and and I tried it out. I like think the I've whole seen series. that before. Yeah. yeah, it's like a whole series. It was like, I think it was called like Another World or something like that. But it's really, really good because it, it, it did the same kind of thing. Like you go through there and it's just something's not quite right. And all you're really doing is looking at simple little animations. And for some reason, that's scary. I don't know why.
1: But. So the, ne- the, next, uh, the next subset of this uh, multi-tiered question we have uh, is name one or more games that push mental capacity or ability. Ranging from pattern memorization, hand-eye coordination, exploration, task management, strategizing, etc.
0: This is this is a tough one because I think there are a lot of games that are just designed to do that, and that is the game, right? Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, if I bought an electronic version of a sure. puzzle, but it's,
1: but I think it, I think it's an accurate, it's an accurate uh, or not accurate, but it's it's a. Hmm. It is a worthy question to ask in the video games are art debates because there is art that is meant to push your mental boundaries. Uh, (laughs) This is stupid. The first thing I think of when it comes to uh, art doing that is the scene from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're at the museum. And Cameron's just staring at this painting. I can't remember the painting off the top of my head. But he's just like staring at it. And you can like see things in his brain turning as Mm -hmm. he's watching it until he kind of... Snaps, huh. uh, basically, which kind of leads to him c- coming to a sudden realization a little bit later on in the movie and and killing his dad's car. Um, spoiler alert! But anyway, yeah. So, so having said that, uh, games that push mental capacity or ability, uh, I think we have to lead with what I think the best example of this is, and it's kind of a cheat, but Tetris. Um, yeah, <clears throat> is a game that is first off. Re- ridiculously easy to pick up and understand you can pick up Tetris having never played it before not having it explained to you and you'll figure out very quickly the point you know there are some puzzle games out there that are well frankly a lot more uh, opaque in, in their goals even modern very popular ones I think find things like Candy Crush to be a little bit there's a little bit more that has to go on before you can understand what the hell you're doing and there are some really bad examples like Wario's Woods, which I find to be a very bad uh, uh, puzzle game on the NES. It's the last game released on the NES. But Tetris yep. is something that is <clears throat> fundamental. Something. Something. It's it's a fundamental kind of uh, puzzle game. You mm-hmm. you have these shapes that fall, and you make a line, and the line disappears. That's it. Uh, and huh. it it there was uh, especially back in the late '80s, early '90s when Tetris was all the rage. There were people that would stop playing the game and they would kind of see shapes in their heads or walking down the street or in their sleep or whatever, right. uh, like Tetris fever or something they called it. Uh, and it's just interesting how their brain kept... I'm, I'm looking at a Tetris cart right now. I didn't even realize it was in the corner of my room. Um, <clears throat> it's just interesting how it, it, it a game like that will energize the brain and keep it working on puzzles where ostensibly really really none exist it's just that's that's a very good example in my mind of a game that pushes your mental ability
0: I'll throw something else in here. I think one of the unique one of the unique the unique aspects of video games is that it really emphasizes it uh, video games tend to emphasize problem solving as a central mechanic um what do I mean by that? Even in the simplest of of ways, you know, sometimes like think about playing something like doom. Um, really, if you really think about it, it's, I mean, you can get better hand-eye coordination, those kinds of things. That's certainly going to help you. But really when you, when you think about it, you're, you're trying to solve unique problems about how to get through a level. Like you have to first of all, solve where to go. You're solving, you know, how to eliminate the enemies or at least get past them so that you can get to where you want to go. A lot of times that involves puzzles about collecting certain things that open up other, uh, other parts of a level to get you where you're trying to go. So even in something like a first-person shooter which and, and a Twitch first-person shooter that we would think of as not being very mind-expanding, uh, the basic premise is really problem-solving.
1: Well, that is true, and I think the best example of that is Portal. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that is a first-person puzzle game. That it, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a first-person shooter with no guns. It right. is a first-person puzzle game, and it's something that you really don't see very often at all, right. even still today.
0: But, but I guess my point is that you don't have to make a first-person puzzle game because I think most video games, and I'm thinking through this right now, I would say most video games out there uh, maybe even all of them maybe this could be the commodore's postulate hmm. um one of the unique parts of of video gaming is that it emphasizes critical thinking and problem solving um not that you can't do that in a in a movie or or in a uh um, those are more passive novel right i mean i i hate the word passive and active i think that's a terrible thing because you well you're, you're very you're very active in terms of I mean when you watch something like a Game of Thrones you're actively searching for, for all the different solutions going on right. or any, different
1: or anything like a a detective story you're trying yeah. to find out who done it those I would find those more active if you're going to watch Fast Furious 7 right that's probably a little more passive there's not but I don't, really but I don't
0: think anybody would say that, that Fast and Furious 7 was mind expanding or emphasizes critical thinking you could probably argue I think, it, but I think even the worst video games emphasize critical thinking because even if they don't work, like there are some really bad video games that don't work and it's impossible to control. You know why people obsess about trying to, to, to beat those kinds of games? Because they're impossibly hard and they require an incredible amount of problem solving capability, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's something very addicting about trying to solve problems and about to critically think your way through something. Um, so I guess I'm cheating on the question, but I think to a certain extent- cheating. Yeah, but I, but I think to a certain extent, One of the reasons I like all video games, or that I I really like video gaming as a medium, is because it emphasizes critical thinking and problem solving in a way that no other medium really does. That I can think, that I can necessarily think of. I
1: I, I would agree with that. If you also add hand-eye coordination, which uh, uh, Brody S. did ask about, he said,
0: but hand-eye coordination to me is a mechanism for solving the problem. Well, it is, but it also hand-eye coordination. It is. In order to
1: solve problems better or faster. Yeah. That, that's, it. that's mind ability expanding, brain expanding, one way or another. I guess, you, like I said, you can get better with you, hand-eye coordination. You could separate it from the other things we were talking about if you'd like. But in yeah. this particular question, it's not. So if that's the case, then you could definitely make the argument literally all video games through them being active. And I know you hate active-passive, but no. they, they do do that. And I said do do. Yeah. Awesome. Um, a couple of notes before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the painting from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off that uh, Cameron was looking at is a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte. Jatte. Uh, and then fantastic. And then R two three one nine says uh, that's the Tetris effect. That's that's what I remember seeing yeah, it yeah. Maybe in like twenty twenty or something. when I was kidding. There you go. There is a Wikipedia article for it. Okay. Last question. Uh, One or more games, or name one or more games that exemplify video games uh, as a medium for storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, A game with story character audience to be able to show that video... uh, I don't think I'm parsing that correctly. Name one or more games that exemplify video games as a medium for storytelling. uh, To be able to show that video games are much more than just pure entertainment and can involve deep discussion... And has been done with that has been done with liter- literature and even more recently in film mm. so uh before we had the first question that was like demonstrate games that demonstrate video games as an art form without storytelling and now it's video games that i think it's an easier question games that you know more of an art form with with the storytelling so like if the first one is more akin to literally works of art or even music uh Music without words and now we're talking something more akin to Literature or movies or TV Mm. where you know the spoken word is an integral part of the artistic experience Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: I mean video games are a visual medium Par excellence in many ways, although there have been very there's been a lot of text-based video games Um, So it, it functions differently we we would we would call that different narrative and medium apparatus. Um as a uh only part time media scholar myself, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: um it works
1: it works in very different ways, but it achieves similar effects in some
0: ways, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yes. And I, I think we could include there are certain genres that definitely uh bolster this argument more than others i think yeah. you could make an argument for most any rpg or text adventure game uh but but in this case the game or games that best best show this
0: and that that's a tough one you know because if you that say best tough. show this how, how do you do that right it's like it's, saying it's, what's
1: the best movie of
0: all time you know yeah, which is super I mean- argumentative but, but I, I don't even necessarily think it's because uh, uh, you're right it's, it's inevitably impossible but but I, i'm I'm taking that to mean if I have five minutes to show somebody how great a story video games can tell <clears throat> what, what what five
1: minutes would I show or how would I show that snippet
0: I would not say think, five
1: minutes I'd say one game because okay some take it, the whole thing
0: yeah and and that's that's tough man because I think for me, I would have to go with something that is much more story driven mm-hmm. and much less about the mechanics itself. And for that I have to look at something like Heavy Rain. Okay? Because Heavy Rain is much more about, you know, and I know we could argue that this is simply just like an interactive fiction, you know, like uh, Radical Dreamers or or the like.
1: Which is fine because that's um, well, we've had this we've had this this topic before about whether those can really be considered games or are they more interactive fiction. But for the the sake of argument, we'll call them games for now.
0: We'll we'll call them games. My point is the reason why that would show that video games can tell an awesome story is because it's not just um, sitting and watching a story play out. It is actively making choices that alter the story so that Mm -hmm. you play through different scenarios conceived by the author. So it's, kind of, it's more akin to like a choose-your-own-adventure novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you can show fairly well there how video games can tell a story and still be interactive versus just watching a, an animated movie.
1: Exactly. And <clears throat> this, is, this is where if you come up with an exa- examples of certain games where the story – purely the story is what makes the game artistic – like heavy rain because the gameplay is lacking or games where the gameplay is virtually non-existent such as gone home. I saw people talking in the chat before or to the moon, yep. which I mean, I love to the moon as a story. Uh, let's face it. The gameplay is crap. Mm. Uh, the music is is excellent and, and the story is great. I think, um, but, but then people could just say, well, Okay, but that doesn't necessarily need to be a video game. That could be a book. That could be a movie, you know? Uh, and I think that that is, an, that is worthwhile, or that, that that's a valid criticism. Yeah. So I have a game that is an actual game, but includes story to tell, uh, to, to really evoke a feeling of it being an art form. Sure. Cooper, we didn't ask you. Um, Stop. <laughs> and that would be... Uh, papers, please. Ihre papiere, bitte. Papers, please. So this is an indie game that came out a couple of years ago that I think is one of the most, for for lack of a better term, artistic I can come up with or I've I've seen where the gameplay is integral, but really so is the story. I don't think this would have fit when we were talking before about games that really can get along without the story and be artistic. Right. Uh, if you're not familiar, this is a game where you play, it's like the early 80s, it's like you're in, you're in a Cold War um, style uh, time frame in a, in a fake Eastern European country where mm-hmm. you are a border guard and you have to, you, your day consists of people coming through trying to enter the country mm-hmm. and you check out their story, you ask them questions, you look at their passport, blah, 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 their papers and yep. you decide if they stay or go. Yep, and um, throughout the story, or throughout the game, there is a story that unfolds, multiple stories that unfolds. These people that you might see again and again, and you pick up on what they're doing. Some are uh, rebels for the against the government. Some are just right. people trying to go see their family, and right. you have that power to do whatever you want with them because you ha- you have that power. It's it's, and it evokes very strong emotions. Uh, if you're really paying attention to the story, uh, ostensibly it's a puzzle game at its heart, because you're looking for clues to see right. if they're good or bad.
0: Again, put 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 pieces together and, and draw conclusions and think critically.
1: Yes, and, and, and but the thing is that even even the sense of good and bad is challenged here. I mean, good mm-hmm. or bad for the country—that's the rules that are set out. Uh, if what the rules that are set out to actually play the game is. If you let this person in who doesn't have the right papers, that is bad. If you let them in and they're good, everything checks out, then you're good. But you don't have to do that. If you feel morally that it's wrong to kick out the person who's just coming to see, trying to see their their husband, but they don't have the right papers. Is that really winning the game? Is that really doing the right thing? It's great. It's a great, great game and everyone should play it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's part of the, so the win beautiful.
0: scenario is another part of this, right? Because I mean, there's, it's a, it's a whole another. We, we could do an entire show on um, what it means to lose in a video game. You know, call it game over. Be clever about it. <laughs> um, but I, I think there is. I think it's difficult to to say in a lot of cases what the lose scenario would be and what the win scenario would be, and that just deepens the narrative. But um, you know, I. The reason why I think Papers Please is a good example of how video games can tell a story is because it is kind of emergent, based on you. There is no there. The game really is kind of meaningless without your own personal opinions and without your own personal judgments, mm-hmm. um, potentially your own personal biases, um, so on and so forth. Right. So if You know, to me, those are the most exciting kinds of games. The the story is completely emergent and completely based on your own input. It is not necessarily just spitting out what um, what somebody has written, either in a very linear fashion or as a choose-your-own-adventure. Even the Telltale games are more like choose-your-own-adventure, right? Yeah, 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 and I would argue they tell a great
1: story. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're interesting. They're, there's You could debate how choosy they actually are, like how much your choices yeah. affect things. But, right. I mean, there is a long litany of games that their story is emotional and sucks you in. And even most of them don't really have choice. It's kind of linear. Some of them have some choice. Bioshock's another good one where there's a modicum of choice in do you harvest the little sisters or do you save them you know things like that although even there that's not really much of a choice because your benefits for saving them are so much better but right anyway um so i i would stick with papers please as my answer to that question yeah i'm sure Man. there's more but i haven't played every game ever unfortunately as much as i would like to no but it's a good example i like it all right uh, and that would be the last question so so we uh we hope We helped you with your homework, Brody. I hope. I hope. Brody
0: S. S. S, Brody. Mall Cop. Uh, Mall Cop 2. Hey, if any of you have an idea (laughs) for a particular topic that you'd like to uh, see on the program, whether it helps you with the homework assignment or not, all you have to do is let us know. And uh, just like this one, we will will continue to uh, press on and uh, potentially put it on the air.
1: Yes. All right. So let me take this uh, break in the action to remind you that we are a real live podcast. You can download us by searching for Echo Screen Live on iTunes, Android app of your choice, uh, or Stitcher. Uh, Please rate us uh, and subscribe. And uh, oh, God, I actually said rate and subscribe. Um, Rate and subscribe. uh, iTunes ratings in particular are very influential uh, for some weird reason. So, uh, yes, please do so. And. uh, you can also follow us on, on the tweets, the Twitters, the TwittermerGogs, and we will take any sort of suggestions for the show or question and answer portion.
0: Got a suggestion right here, as a matter of fact, tweeted to me, which is how you can ask questions at It's the Commodore. Tweet me there with all of your questions and you know, maybe we'll answer some of them online right here, right now. For you. For <laughs> the people. because we, uh, we like you. Uh let's see. This this one a, a great suggestion. Um Doing another game changers episode on the, mm-hmm. you know, we we kind of started that when we kicked it off, so uh, maybe some of you might have a suggestion tonight of, of something we might want to do as our next
1: game changer episode. And describe what a game changer episode yeah. consists of.
0: So a game, the the concept of the game changer we came up with was something that uh, either a game or a person, um, you know, a creator, whatever, a producer, you know, musician, whatever that. Through what they did changed video games, Mm -hmm. either what they created or the actual game itself. Where there was kind of before, and then there was after. Um, You know, there's a lot of lot of possibilities here. You and I have talked through many of them, Um, but
1: uh, you know, maybe some of you have some suggestions about what a game changer might be. Put them in the chat. Let us know. Pick them up. Come on down. All right, so now I believe someone has some questions. All right, well, we can totally make that happen.
0: Um, here we go. Let's see. Trippin' Drago asks Slippin' Jimmy. Slippin' because of Slippin' Jimmy. <laughs> what company made the most revolutionary arcade games from a mm-hmm. technical standpoint, as in graphics and sound? And that's tough. yeah there's so many different eras of the arcade. it's it's this is really difficult to pin down.
1: You know what I might say. And I'm not a, a an authority on arcade games by any uh, stretch of the imagination. I'm trying to learn more as time goes on, and I very much enjoy arcade games. By the yep. way, there's a great barcade I went to this past weekend uh. Uh, where they have the actual old arcade games that are all a quarter. Uh. i just opened. I think we should go Remember when arcade
0: games cost a
1: quarter? Pepper yeah. Tram, remember? It was, it was Friday. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Atari uh, and and you know what you should realize that the Atari arcade division was separate from the home division the home yes. division was pretty much dismantled in the early 80s after the crash the Atari uh, arcade division went on and made some really great games uh, first off if you're talking about technicality asteroids which is mm. uh, probably the first really popular vector graphics game. Yep. Uh, which came out in 1979. That was Atari. Yep. Uh, Atari Football. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that, they, they were kind of the first on that bandwagon with a, a, a sports game that you could play, although I injured myself on the trackballs. Um, <laughs> Battle Battle Zone was another great vector graphics game. Yeah, uh, Battle Zone. Man, I'm just going through the, the, the list here and trying to recall... Uh, pretty much
0: every game that you can remember from that era was an Atari game. Yes, Space Invaders? Uh, no, that was Namco. That was Namco, you're right. Um, terrible person. Uh, you're right, Namco. Um, um, uh, Tempest?
1: I'm pretty sure Tempest was, was well, an Atari. it was Atari. Tempest? Yes, it was, it was Atari, another great uh, vector um, graphics game. And and actually another good one for one of the er- Command? one of the early uh, games is art uh, suggestions I think would be Tempest. Um, Tempest, yeah, that was a crazy game. Missile Command, yes, that was that was Atari. Uh, Millipede, was Mil-P. Atari. Jeez, uh, I mean that's what I'm gonna go with, frankly. Yeah. I could I could yeah. sit here and keep listing them, but Atari's good. I would very I would, good games. I would probably go with a different era okay,
0: and say Paperboy, Sega, Pong. Because Sega made a ton of arcade cabinets and a ton of different games, but I remember Sega also. Being, so good. Yeah, Sega had. Uh, I mean, I. The first time I saw a Virtua Fighter. Yep. In an arcade, I just went, "Oh my God, the world has changed." Um, you know, it, it's uh, Virtua Fighter right off the bat looks so different than a Street Fighter game, right? And. It is so different and so awesome that uh, it just it just makes sense. They also made Daytona USA, which was
1: a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Which which um, kind of, I think that was a big part of bringing back arcades in the early nineties. Oh Not, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking cruising USA. Sorry, cruising USA,
0: Cruise in USA was was was. But see, I remember I remember playing cruising USA, playing Daytona USA before that, mm-hmm. where they'd like line up like eight oh carts, yeah eight in a row, and then you'd all race together on the same track at the same time. Um. Yeah, I, I always I thought that was really cool. They, what they did from a graphic standpoint and then being able to link all those things together was just awesome. Um, good, good. Well, we got lots of questions, so I'm going to keep this thing moving. <laughs> What's going on? Here? Um, That's right, Cooper. Keep it moving. All right. Zach asks, hey, Kami. You talking to me? My question is a two-parter. One, with the Ness Amiibo coming out next mm. month do you guys see earthbound 2 possibly in the works and two
1: if so how will the amiibos work with it <laughs> i don't see an earthbound 2 in the works well first off it would be a mother four. um if it's a new game mother four, uh i know it's sad cooper
0: he's cooper a cat
1: that's right um I hope Nintendo keeps getting the message that people like Earthbound. (laughs) Because that might convince them to actually go through and bring Mother 3 over. But that's the most you can really hope for in the near future. Uh, There is a Mother 4 fan game, which looks pretty good, which is going to come out in the near future as well. Mm -hmm. That I don't think Nintendo will shut down. Um, That's probably the best you're going to have, I think. I, 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 I think Shigesato Itoi the latest he said really was that he, he was not interested in extending the trilogy, so I would just leave it at that, I think. There's some question about about that, but, yeah.
0: Are you going to get the NES
1: amiibo? Oh, yeah. I already got uh, our, our buddy on the inside helping me out with that one. Ah. Excellent. He helped me out. He, hey. I got, and,
0: uh,
1: I got, because of him, I got a Mega Man amiibo. Ooh. I got uh, I got a Shulk amiibo. Mm. I got uh, Rosalina amiibo. Man, you are working the connections here. I kind of am, and and oh, I already said Mega Man. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh,
0: and you should also <laughs> know that uh, Zach, thank you for your question and thank you for calling us awesome. But I really don't like Earthbound, so I'm just going to deflect the question. You're an awful person. Um, Ken from Street Fighter. Not making that up. <laughs> Wow! Ken from Street Fighter asks, "Hadouken? No, um, <laughs> that's not really do you, a question." Do, yeah, what do you mean, Ken? Do you think that video game music deserves to start winning Grammys? Um, I think one did. Well, I, I'm gonna can I can I before you go into that? Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the challenge flag on the question. Okay, because
1: how arbitrary and stupid are the Grammys? Well, okay, yes. And They're about as arbitrary and stupid as the Academy Awards. You're ran, absolutely right. Which before you go on your Grammy rant, let me go on an Academy Award rant. Go ahead. I saw I saw uh in the recent past both Cooper Box, okay. Uh both Birdman, which won for for Best National Picture, for Best Picture. Yep. And Whiplash, which was nominated but did not win. Yes. Although uh what's his face did get a best um supporting actor win. Uh, J.K. Simmons J.K. Simmons He he wants pictures of Spider-Man Birdman was good I think it it was weird I think it won because it was kind of a self-masturbatory isn't acting awesome kind of movie because it has Mm. to do with an actor and the theater Whiplash was amazing Uh, I highly suggest anyone who has not seen it to please watch it Uh, it is the most tense I have felt in a movie in I can't remember how long mm. um, just excellent performances really well well choreographed well put together I think that should have won best picture mm. anyway you should all watch that okay Grammys why they suck
0: yeah so the Grammys are terrible the Grammys haven't been relevant in in 20 years I, I think Grammys they they started making way too many categories Mm -hmm. starting in in the late 90s all the way into the 2000s. The the Oscars have done the same thing. The Oscars have consolidated a lot of categories that they had previously uh, because the categories didn't make any sense anymore. Um, There are probably 20 Academy Awards right now that you can win for visual effects Mm, instead of just putting out an award for visual effects to me that that's that, that makes all the other Oscars meaningless right um, the Grammys are are nothing but an absolute popularity contest. It has absolutely nothing to do with with music itself it's also very much uh, concerned with 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 uh, sales more than it is necessarily the music itself right. <laughs> Whereas the, the Academy Awards, I can't remember. I mean, maybe, you know, think of the last time that the best-selling movie of the year also won Picture of the Year. It
1: really doesn't happen. Uh, no, I, it, there's lots of problems it, with the Academy Awards.
0: The, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to launch a defense here for the Academy Awards. I'm trying to say how awful the Grammys are because the Grammys are, are the opposite. You're just saying right? they're worse. Yeah, they're, they're much, much worse. I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, two sides of the up, horrible coin. Yeah, I mean, growing up I was a, I was a huge mu- music fan and absolutely hated the Grammys because the Grammys would always pick the crappiest stuff and it was all just pop art happy and, and I'm not even a hipster and that didn't even sound good to me. So I question I whether a video game musician should ever even want a Grammy. If I were a, a video game musician, maybe I would want a Grammy because Grammys are good and who doesn't like awards? Um, but here's here's what... Here's what I wish could happen. Maybe that we would that we would revere um, video game musicians and composers Mm -hmm. the way that we revere a lot of film composers and musicians. Um, John Williams equals Superman. There you go. Um, I just I, I, I think there are there are people doing amazing work in video games, which when you think about it can be often a much, much harder task. Than even scoring an entire film uh, because you have so many hours and hours and hours of music to compose um, somebody like a Jeremy soul um, I think deserves a, a ton
1: of credit for the work that they do in video games and if you don't believe me just play Skyrim so I, w- I will not argue that uh, we're close to having video game music composers on the same level as anything else but I will say that uh, to answer the actual question Yes, video game music deserves to be considered for the Grammys because, and I just confirmed this, it did win a Grammy um, at the go. 53rd Annual Academy Awards. Uh, th- winner in the Best Instrumental Arrangement Accompany- Accompanying Vocalist category, the winner was Baba Yetu. Uh, Christopher Tin uh, composed mm-hmm. it, and if you are not familiar with the name, that is the song that plays in the introduction for Civilization Four. Uh, which is one of my favorite music pieces, uh, video game music pieces of all time. Video game, yeah, music pieces. Uh, Let me play just a little bit for you right now. Oh. You are not going to hear it. Just pretend that you are. Okay. Wow, this is really good. Isn't this awesome? Can't you you hear that? It's fantastic. I mean, the dubstep part is a little weird, but you know. It's, It's like it's coming right at me. It over here. No, shut up. <laughs> okay. It's just so amazing. Talk about something that gives you tr- chills a- as you play this epic game, which is one of my favorite games of all time, too. Yes. Alright, so. Um- Still going. <laughs> but. I talk about the- no. Shut your face. Okay, I'm done. Um, okay. A little bit of uh, bonus trivia on that is that the music t- or the, 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 the lyrics to Baba Yatu is actually the Swahili language translation of the Lord's Prayer. So, there you go. You learned something today.
0: Hey, see, it's good. We're 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 a, we're a public education and source of knowledge. Yes, anyway,
1: we spent way too much time on that question, but it was worth it. Yeah, it was
0: to... worth it. All right. So, well, people are asking the deep questions tonight. That's that's yeah, a good It's okay. a good thing. Um, let's see. <laughs> Maria asks
1: copyright claim.
0: Is there a scene in a game that made you feel something? Um, mine is the orphanage scene in chrono cross good one good one is there a scene in a game that has made you feel something i guess b- besides wanting to throw up
1: <laughs> that's normally what i feel when i play video games i want to throw yeah. up yeah, i want to throw up especially when i play baby's kids oh god baby's kids <laughs> that damn
2: game <laughs> um
1: yeah i mean of course there are you know i i think um I don't think we'd be arguing so much about uh, for video games as as art if it didn't.
0: There there's, there are a lot of very obvious choices here. You know, Eris being probably one of the top ones. Um, we have
1: footage of you uh, reacting to that, right?
0: I we we can actually show that. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I I think some of the the scenes that I remember most from games. Uh, that make you feel something. I remember that the first scene that you see that a zombie turns and looks at you in the original Resident Evil. Ooh. That first cut scene. That's good. Really, really good. Um, mm. uh, one of the scenes um, in the original Unreal where you go down a hallway and then you're stuck and all the lights turn off one at a time and then you hear a monster coming at you. Really good scene.
1: Um. If you're going back far enough, the original Dragon Warrior scared the crap out of me to cross bridges because I was scared of the random encounters and getting killed. Um, A we'll, you know, it'll make you jump. Yeah, Uh, but more more uh, emotions uh, emotional potentially is uh, one of the first ones I remember is the opera scene for Final Fantasy VI. Um, uh, More recently To the Moon uh, is is just the ending is superb, I think, to that. again lots of rpgs are pretty good at this yeah
0: rpgs are are meant to kind of create these kinds of moments um
1: some better than others um for sure man a bunch just fell out of my head but yeah (laughs) those are some of my answers um
0: all right josh asks uh if you hey commodore if you and rue could develop a game what kind of game would it be Horror, adventure, point-and-click, RPG? What do you think?
1: I feel this is a similar question we've gotten at some point. I can't remember what we answered.
0: That's why it's fun to answer it again.
1: Yeah. Shoot. Uh, I would like to make an RPG of some sort. You know what I'd really like to do? I've, I've literally talked about this with a friend. Uh, or a workmate, I should say. Well, both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole toys-to-life thing skylanders amiibo disney infinity now a lego thing which actually looks kind of interesting mm. i feel that there's something untapped there uh in an rpg sense huh in sort of a um i don't know if you even classify this necessarily as a video game but it th- was the question about video game or just game um i'm gonna go with video game Oh, damn, screw you. I'm going to not do that. I'm going to say... Right.
0: You, 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 yeah, you do something else. I think
1: it might be more interesting to... Not that I wouldn't mind being involved in a video game uh, production, yeah. if anyone's yeah. making one. Sure. Uh but, but I think it might be more interesting to make either a card game or some sort of a tabletop game or something that's kind of like a toy's life thing, but but more of a tabletop aspect to it, if, if you know what I mean. I do. Okay.
0: I think I would be more of the. I, I have I have a deep love for point and click adventure games, and I think we, we neglected. Mm. I mean, I, I talked about Monkey Island. That was the first thing I talked about tonight. But um, other than that, some of the questions that were answered during that were asked during the, the the topic du jour today could have easily been answered with a lot of point and click games, like every Roberta Williams game ever made. Uh, except I'm not a fan of those. But yeah. But but you but you see what I mean, right? Those Phantasmagoria is a <laughs> yeah. is a is a game that tells a horror story in the the person of the 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 lead protagonist, female who is trying to solve all these different uh, pieces to figure out what's happening inside this creepy house she just bought, um, you know, and it's it's got that same feel to it where you're just brought into a place that that should be wonderful and beautiful, has all this these incredibly great things. In very '90s clean, everything's great fashion, and, but something is just horribly, horribly awry, and they do a great job of, of uh, spelling that out. So I, I, I like Roberta Williams. I like her games, and I think uh, that will that would work for something like this. I would like to develop something like that, except probably not as much uh, full motion video. I could agree with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Come on, what are you crazy? Um, all right, Here, here's here's a good one for us. You ready for this? um serene crimson asks what are your guys thoughts on the torture porny mortal kombat 10 fatalities has video game violence finally gone a bit too far
1: i'm not it, so familiar with it but probably not Is my answer yeah
0: <laughs> I, I i think i think you and i are in the same same boat i haven't seen any of them but um Mortal Kombat for it, those of you that were alive to remember the first and second editions of Mortal Kombat It's not known for being reserved. It's not known for being reserved mm-hmm. and it's also known for being just kind of stupid Joke fun, right? Like it, the whole point of the game is that this is not You know, it's 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 not even that great of a fighting game it's, it's a game that's, that's really, a, it's kind of the adolescent male fantasy of just beating the crap out of something and watching it explode, right? That's, that's really it. So who plays Mortal Kombat to learn how to live their lives? I don't think anybody does, right? Does Mortal Kombat teach us lessons about how to treat people? Does Mortal Kombat teach us about what is okay? Does Mortal Kombat desensitize us from particular kinds of violence? You know, I, I have a hard time
1: believing that. I'm looking up some of these right now, and... uh, Yeah, I mean, they're pretty gross. I'll I'll say that. Um, They made uh,
0: uh, Marshawn Lynch almost pass out. Did you see that? Oh, that's uh, true. The Conan thing? thing.
1: Yeah, that was good. Um, The the term torture porn is um, a loaded one. Uh, It's not for me. But I will not begrudge anyone who enjoys this game and enjoys extreme violence with it necessarily just like i wouldn't really begrudge i mean they're not actually hurting anyone uh and it's just like how i wouldn't begrudge anyone who wants to play a sexy game or watch a sexy movie or anything like that
0: do 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 what you will
1: Uh, the the morality i i I tend not to side with any sort of morality police in general unless someone's actually getting
0: well, I think the the, the morality police be policing the uh, end result, not necessarily the medium itself. So, you know, would I want my kids playing Mortal Kombat when they were 10 years old? Absolutely not. Oh, sure. But well, that, what I that's want where good parenting it? comes in. Right. But so this is my point. Then, you know, that then I can be the morality police. But I wouldn't say that people can't make that kind of a game. Um and I, I i just think there's there's no reason not for people not to be able to um, kind of indulge as you put it uh into in in those kinds of things i mean i i like mortal i have i have the last released Mortal Kombat I don't play it often, but it's really really fun. I just like getting in there beating the crap out of something and you know seeing how far I can make it and then I probably turn it off and don't play for three months. Point is, you know, it, it's a fun premise for me, but it's, but it, honestly, it's just kind of a big joke, right? You you realize that that the story makes no sense, the characters are really stupid. It's really just about what kind of crazy zany situations do I put these people in, and then just watch them destroy each other. In some ways, I almost feel like the news all over them, um, <laughs> all the time. Oh yeah, noob cybot. <laughs> um let's see king marth asks what do you consider the modern day chrono trigger as in the rpg that no one ever shuts up about
1: <laughs> uh skyrim yeah skyrim i was gonna say
0: skyrim <laughs> because skyrim is so freaking awesome i mean there's, it's, it it's is the pretty greatest awesome, game ever, but made. no one shuts it's, up uh, about it uh, uh, you wouldn't no shut up should. about it for years I, it's fantastic. It's a great game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Such it's, it's one of those games. It's one of those games where you play it, and and unless you are not being truthful with yourself, it will go to the
1: top your top ten list right off the bat. Um, I mean, if you're talking just a pure RPG, if you're talking about other types of games, uh, I, League of Legends, Dota, uh, which I still don't fully get, um, or even WoW. Kind of. Although that doesn't seem to be something people talk all the time about like they used to. Yeah, 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 Every every article in the gaming press like five, ten years ago seemed to be: Is this the WoW killer, uh, World yeah. of Warcraft killer? But right, whatever. It seems to yeah. not be I mean, the the hot topic anymore.
0: No, it doesn't. I don't. I don't know. Probably because gaming's just kind of changed a little bit. I don't know. Um, Grubba asks, what video game or genre? Um. Uh, let's see. What video game or genre that seems ubiquitously loved? Do you just not get? <laughs> I, I don't, I'll tell you right now. I, I don't. I don't get the whole um Dota thing. Yeah, I, mean, I was that, gonna say if cool. we're talking
1: the genre, that whole MOBA genre. Yeah. Which I played my first one. What does that mean? Multi online multiplayer online battle arena. I think. Yeah. Um, I normally. I. I I think it's okay. I don't go nuts for it like people apparently do. Mostly teenagers, apparently. I played my first MOBA game a couple weeks ago. And it was actually Mm -hmm. uh, Heroes of the Storm, which I think is the one Blizzard's working on. I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting. But I wouldn't spend ridiculous amounts of time playing it. Uh, You know, I I could get wrapped up in civilization. Any, almost any civilization. For a much longer period of time, I think. Um civilization oh. game not just like a civilization um also first person shooters i've never been super good at or really had a lot of you know proclivity to play yep. uh, yeah uh i got one i pokemon oh well, you're an idiot never
0: understood the pokemon thing that,
1: that's that's cuz you you hate uh, all things that are good
0: no that's not true i just Did I, you never
1: Try playing it, yeah, or is this, another, th- this is another? thing no, like Earthbound, where you played it for five minutes, and you're like, "This is just garbage." I, I, first of all, I played
0: Earthbound for more than five minutes live, on uh on during the marathon.
1: So you know, uh, I played more than
0: five minutes of Earthbound.
1: How'd you play? Oh, Earthbound. I thought you a Pokemon. Sorry.
0: I had to play for like an hour,
1: but but, but, but I, I'm not um, talking about Earthbound.
0: Pokemon. I don't get the whole Pokemon thing. I I do. Well, I mean, I get it. I get I get the collectability factor. Which has never really been a thing for me. You know, I'm not a collector yeah, inherently I myself. I could right? see, see that being a problem. I, that, that, that whole God catch them all idea just doesn't, it, it, I, don't, I, I don't have that. It's, it's not an impulse for me. Uh, I'm not a completionist. Secondly, you know, the, the, the pocket monster kind of concept. Yeah, I do like the idea of trying to figure out the weakness in battle of an adversary and then trying to exploit that weakness to then kind of gain additional powers and those. I mean, I like that stuff. You know, it's it's, it's almost Mega Man-y in that, in that kind of way.
1: It's a rock, uh, paper,
0: scissors type thing.
1: Um, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's a I, rock, paper, scissors
1: type thing. I'll say this. I still like Pokemon as a series. I still buy one of each of the new games when they come out. I mean, not like, not both types for every generation, but one of every generation. I didn't even finish the latest generation. I liked the game, or uh, yeah, I didn't even like beat the latest game in the generation. I liked it okay, but it's definitely getting a little stale. Um,
0: Well, I mean, I I don't, you know. Again, I I just
1: that's one of those things. Ridiculously
0: popular, everybody loves it except me. I, I just, I don't, I don't. I don't understand.
1: Pokemon is one of those games that would definitely be interesting if given the MMORPG treatment, but maybe yeah. that, that, that that ship might have sailed in yeah. terms of being workable. Who knows? Yeah, you're you're people,
0: probably right about people that. People have been
1: asking them for that for over a decade. No, not gonna it's happen. happen. No, not gonna
0: happen.
1: Anything else? Anything else is really, really popular that you just don't get? Uh kids on my lawn. I don't get it. There you go. I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, All right. Annatory Lizard asks, from a story slash artistic perspective, be it games or other media, do you prefer a happily ever after scenario where everything is solved and everyone is happy or a scenario where not much gets solved, not including sequel baiting?
1: Um, That's a good question, actually. I was thinking about that not too long ago uh Bringing up Whiplash again, not to give anything away, the end of the movie kind of ends on the on the climax. There's really no falling action. Um, so there's a lot left open to interpretation. Uh, and in that aspect, I really liked it. Something another good example is the Truman Show. I just recently read that. Uh, you know how it ends if you've seen it, it basically, you know, I don't care it's like over 15 years old, I'll spoil yeah, it for you on. On. he um, he basically says his little catchphrase and he walks out of the world that's been created for him and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Apparently there was a scene originally in the script at least where uh, Jim Carrey's character comes out, he meets Ed Harris' character and they like, he fights him, he like punches him on the roof and, and and like that's how the story ends, and I'm like, oh, oh that's, that's awful. I much yeah. rather like the the more yeah. open ended, like his story in this enclosed world is done. What happens next is up to you in your mind. That's great. Uh, I like that better than a neat little bow in the happily ever after after ending. In certain manners, in certain in certain movies, uh, some movies yeah. that are more popcornish or whatever. It's like, okay, I want to know that everyone's happy at the end, you know. Yeah, uh, and everything's really tied up in a neat, a neat little bow. Um, I, I would I would agree with that. I would say that there's depends. not necessarily
0: a preference because I think both can work to very good effect. Yeah, um, yeah. There are some movies where you just want everything to resolve, and you want everything to be happy. Um, and and there are definitely you know like for example you know I don't think any of us really knows exactly how Game of Thrones is going to end, but I hope it ends in a happy way. I don't know why I hope that because I know that's never going to happen. If you think the story has a happy ending,
1: then you haven't been paying haven't been attention. paying attention. So, uh, so, I would be. I would be a. I think I'd be mildly upset if Game of Thrones ended on a happy. But no, it, it certainly wouldn't be a happily ever after. <laughs> right. no, I'm,
0: I'm not saying that because that's that's not George Martin style. What mean is that it, my, my meaning here is that it would be something more like happier versus everybody
1: died and well right I think that's better Maybe than I, I yeah. just because I don't necessarily want a happy ending for that doesn't necessarily mean I want everyone to die and there's nothing left um, it should be complicated because life's complicated especially life I, in a place like Westeros well see I disagree with that so I think I no I, I,
0: I okay no I agree the Game of Thrones should be that way okay what I, I guess what I'm saying is that a lot of other things don't need to you know there's not a, a need for over complexity and sometimes simple is very good
1: yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm watching the Avengers, yeah, I want the bad I want the good guys to win at the end of the day, more or less. Yeah, and yeah, things to be kind of done.
0: And you don't want necessarily for any of them to die. Uh, 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 Man, it's you, more. You really don't like Scar- Scarlett Johansson, do you? I'd say she
1: should die. Oh, uh, I think I think it's I. Jeremy think, Hawkeye Renner. No. You use his Christian name. I did. Oh, good point. Uh, well, now we're getting onto a different subject. I kind of... I I, I I, like there to be consequences in my movies, generally. Um, even though superhero movies, there are some fluff. They are fluff, generally. It's popcorn movies. I don't know. I, I, I like there to be a little bit of surprise, a little bit of danger. If yeah. everyone if everyone's alive at the end, every single time, then you, you take you take takes, the, the the stakes out of it, right?
0: Loses um, it your your capability to have risk there. I you think going to solve.
1: I think a better example might be like a Disney movie. Yeah, I mean, like, well, D- Disney movies should end. I mean, there, they should there's... end happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. more or less. Um, like I just saw Big Hero Six not too long ago, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it's something bad happens, but you know by the end it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be happy.
0: It's, it's going to be happy and because it's, it's Disney.
1: and, that, and that's and fine.
0: That's There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Simple can be good. I just think that there are there are certain you know ways, certain certain kinds of genres that have developed, and and Game of Thrones is a perfect example of this, where you just know things are not going to be happily ever after, but they probably won't end happily either. Something Mm.
1: happens there and and you just kind of go, man, that's how this narrative stops. And and to completely beat this question to death, I never actually watched The Sopranos as a series, but I did watch the last scene and I thought it ended brilliantly. I did. Yeah, I did. I thought it was great. It leaves a lot open to interpretation. Breaking Bad, on the other hand, was really just wrapped up in in the end, it was it was wrapped up in a pretty neat little bow, and it was very satisfying. So, if yeah, both both can be used to great effect,
0: I I I think with the, with the Sopranos, though, I do understand what you're saying because nothing was necessarily tied up at all, and the fact that 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 there was always this kind of ugly, kind of unresolved tension is kind of indicative of, of Tony's entire life, right? He's always looking over his shoulder, and there's always potential threats everywhere. And just because the show's over doesn't mean that ends for Tony, right? I thought that was pretty cool. Well, unless he's shot in the back of the head, which
2: is why Oh, I think if he happened. shot if he
0: shot in the back of the head, then he was worried for the right reasons, and that wouldn't be simple, uh, or or uh, would necessarily tie everything back up. So I I, I don't know. Um, I don't think there should be a hard and fast rule. I don't prefer either. Uh, last question, because we've been going on for. God, way too long, and I, I have to watch Michelle Liss Full House here before I go to sleep. Wait, what? Uh, you know, we, people people were talking about the idea of the uh, Full House without Michelle. Is that I, a thing? I went, I went and looked it up. Yeah, and I, I got the video ready to to to, oh to pop on
1: here. Have you seen Garfield without Garfield? No. <gasps> See. Oh, See? oh my God! So we, anyway, we, we we both have work to do
0: once the program is over. Here is the final question from Hey Hey. Mr. K, uh, should an organization start preserving video games the way Congress preserves movies?
1: And how would it work? Um, there are multiple organizations, private organizations, that are doing that. Um, the... Oh, is it the Strong Museum of Play in New York? Uh, the um, It's probably the one, one of the biggest... Wrong. Yes, the National Museum of Play in uh, Rochester, New York, of all places. Nice. Uh, I mean, they, they preserve a lot of games and, and toys in general, but they are very good at preserving video games. Um, there's the – the um, what do you call it? The uh, National Video – the Video Game History Museum, which I th- believe finally found a uh, permanent home in Texas mm-hmm. Uh Is also doing so. There's AKM, of course, our buddies up in uh, Weirs Beach, New Hampshire at Fun Spot, who do an excellent job preserving our uh, classic arcade games. Uh, But actually, many people have actually done start their own collections. Oh, yeah. I mean, personal collectors are probably the greatest source. Yeah. But to to answer your question a little bit more directly, uh, the Library of Congress also is um, in the process of preserving video games. Yeah, they already Um, do it's it's a it's a little bit more difficult than preserving prints for the National Film Registry because mm-hmm. what do you exactly save if you can from original games is it the coding is it the notes is it the hardware what um the the
0: the, the, the a lot art, more to take care the, of the music the exactly you know, the, the scraps that hit the floor i mean you know when, when a movie is preserved you pretty much know from top to bottom here's the movie and As long as you can transfer that format to another format, you can always watch it. When, you know, uh, games are made with specific code for specific machines in most cases, and are very difficult to even be able to experience again unless you can kind of thread that needle and solve those kinds of hardware problems um, with software. So it's it's really difficult to do. But I, I also recall that the Library of Congress and the preservation they're doing is not specifically around video game software, if I recall. So there is a lot of stuff that they're preserving that is not specifically game related, but is actually just uh, old software. So you could have like an old encyclopedia next hmm. to, you know, uh, a classic game that they're trying to preserve.
1: And Beyond that, you can go right now, or not right now. Wait till the podcast is over. You can yeah. go to the Internet Archive, and they have a bunch of old classic video games, arcade games that you can play in your browser. There you go. I mean, I mean, in Do a it. sense, Why that, that is pre- that is preserving games. So yeah, there's so many things doing it, um, which is great. Yeah,
0: and and preservation of video games is something I think all of us can get behind. One of the things that's, that that's that's if you haven't seen Game Over, the story of Atari it's on netflix now oh yeah it's not that. just on the xbox it's fantastic what is very much about this concept well, you know what does it mean that this urban legend of video games that has been told told and told and told and retold uh what what, you know, what does that really say about our culture and should those kinds of things should those kinds of artifacts be found and preserved for posterity's sake um as you have aptly said many times mm-hmm. uh you know, different cultural forms go through um kind of an evolution of being very popular, everyone has it, to being garbage <laughs> and old. And old to being then worthwhile and rare and worth money and valuable. Um so, you know, these things were, were buried at the bottom of uh of a landfill for for 35 years or 30 years or whatever. Um and uh, you know, now they they are incredibly valuable and uh and there are indeed uh copies that were dug up from the from that very site sent to the Smithsonian and sent to uh, other other uh, software preservation museums as well so you know who knows but i think in general it's good that we preserve some of those artifacts and what i'd really love to see are some of the artifacts that that don't get preserved in just the game itself, like some of the, the art. I know all of us would love to have an original cell of art for something like a Mega Man, for example.
1: Oh, that would be awesome.
0: Castlevania. I mean that would be that would be like owning a part of history, right? Um, and I think we all like that. Okay, folks. I think we're long enough here. Um, and if you don't think so, then just go watch, you know, any of the last fifty hours. Of the Echo Screen Live. The last
1: five years. The last five years. Literally. A lot of stuff to- um, yeah. Also, read Garfield vs. Garfield. I'm just going to bring this up right here. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's Garfield strips with Garfield taken out. And so what you have is now the dark comedy of one John Ar- Arbuckle who wanders around his house saying very depressing things. <laughs> There's one strip up here right now where, where he just stands there with a shocked look on his face and he looks down and he says, I dread tomorrow. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it is awesome. And it's Garfield, mine it's Garfield. It's Garfield, mine it's Garfield. Do mine it. Gar- okay. Are you doing it? Do it now. I'm not doing it now. I'll do it after the show. Okay, fine.
0: Okay, folks. If we haven't completely exhausted all of you by this point, so uh, oh my god, it's almost eleven. Okay, and yeah, if you're still watching over in Finland, God bless you. They went to sleep Um, a long time ago. Yeah, they they were done. They were done after they they found out I wasn't answering the question or that we weren't going to visit Google Finland. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for watching the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Um, We hope you learned something today, a little bit, and we help we help people with their homework. That's something important. Send us your homework questions on the Twitter. Right. Right. You know, uh... and and by the way, I'm going to finish with with one comment here from our friend Josh here on Twitter. I com adore you guys. <sighs> that be very well. Thank you. Um, well, that's okay because we com adore all of you as well. Thank you for watching, folks. We hope you've learned something and hope you. Hey, by the way, make some suggestions. Make some suggestions about what you want to see for game changers or otherwise. For the next part of the, for the next program, tweet Who us. Knows? Tweet us at rue underscore cotgw and and ask. It's the Commodore, and uh, you know if you don't have any homework assignments to give us, maybe that could be a good idea of a suggestion to make. I've already seen a couple of good ones, so thank you for watching. As always, for Rue, I am the Commodore. Ding ding, and there is. No reset button. Good night, Finland.
1: Commodore, what are your thoughts on Danny Tanner, sexually? If you know what I mean. That's not answering
0: the question at all. (laughs) Oh, are we talking about his affair now? Is that what we're doing?
1: (laughs) With Kimmy Gibbler? Kimmy Kimmy Gibbler. Mall Cop? With Kimmy Gibbler? Kimmy Gimbler. He's like, I'll save you, Gibby. And then oh, he, babe, you gimme he grabs her and they <laughs> have an affair in the boat <laughs> on the While on the Michelle's water hiding on it oh that's awful why would you do that oh God, oh. Oh. Oh, God.